I'm Lisa Mullins, and this is The World. Many Egyptians are impatient with their current military rulers. They say the generals are dragging out the transition to a civilian democratic government. But by one measure, Egypt's political landscape has changed radically since the generals took over from President Hosni Mubarak a year ago. Mubarak's three-decade-long rule was seen as a safeguard against Islamists gaining power. Well, now those Islamist parties hold a solid majority of the seats in the country's new parliament. This week, we're reporting on the role of religion in post-Mubarak Egypt. And today, we're going to hear about the Salafis. They play a major role in Egypt's conservative Islamist movement, as we hear from the world's Ben Gilbert. Salafis won 25% of the vote in Egypt's parliamentary elections this winter. After years of being barred from politics by former President Hosni Mubarak's regime, they now have real political power. But it has its limits. Last week, when Salafi Member of Parliament Mahmoudou Ismail stood up to give the call to prayer in the middle of a parliamentary session, the Speaker of the House told him to sit down. Mr. Ismail has violated the protocol of the session, says the Speaker of Parliament, Saad al-Katatni, a far-from-secular Muslim Brotherhood MP. When that didn't work, Katatni lampooned Ismail. There is a mosque where you can call to prayer outside, the Speaker says. This hall is for talking. Don't you patronize us. You are no more Muslim than any of us. Prayer is no less important to us than it is to you. The incident probably helped make the Muslim Brotherhood look better and more moderate in the eyes of many secular and Christian Egyptians. And it definitely reinforced what many already believe about the Salafis, that they're fundamentalists bent on imposing their narrow, ultra-conservative interpretation of Islam on society. But Salafis aren't as monolithic as that. For starters, there are three main Salafi organizations, and they don't necessarily get along. One is based in Cairo and is called the Al-Asala Party, or Authenticity Party. The other is the Al-Bana Al-Tanmiya, or the Building and Development Party. The biggest Salafi group was founded here in the 1970s in the country's second largest city, Alexandria. Its name is Dawa Salafia, or Salafi Nation. The term Salaf literally means forefathers or predecessors. The term refers back to what Salafis view as the Golden Age of Islam. Salafis believe that the Islamic rulings and Sharia law established in the early years of Islam provide a code for religious worship and just about anything involving human interaction. They believe politics and business should be governed by rules in the Quran. Yusri Hamid is the spokesman for the Dawa Salafiyah's political party called Noor. Islamic laws present in every situation regarding the relation between you, between your neighbor, between the Islamic country and the neighbors of Islamic countries, regarding courts, regarding social affairs, regarding trading between one and the other, regarding the uh, social activities, regarding the ethics, and also there is a law of punishment in Islam. Hamad advocates banning alcohol in Egypt and thinks tourists shouldn't be running around in bikinis at Red Sea resorts like Sharm el-Sheikh. He also believes thieves should have their hands cut off, because that's what's written in the Quran. He says once people see how the Salafis will transform Egypt, they'll follow the proper path of Islam. They won't need to be forced into it. It's kind of a Salafi soft power. But that debate, he says, is for later. Egypt has bigger problems, like getting citizens clean water, education, health care, and jobs. 
Hossam Bagat is director of the Egyptian Initiative for Personal Rights. He says the Salafis did so well in the election, in spite of their views on democracy, in part because of their campaign's focus on Islam, rather than the more generic message of the Muslim Brotherhood, known in Arabic as the Ikhwan. The Salafis managed to attract some of the votes that were originally going to the Muslim Brotherhood. And I think they did that by presenting themselves as a more pure version of political Islam, of Islam not tainted by politics. But what activists like Bagat are most worried about is not whether the Salafis will ban booze and bikinis. It's the fear of one man, one vote, one time, that once gaining power, the hardline Islamists might simply hold on to it. The Noor party hasn't fully explained how its view of democracy would play out. And among the three Salafi parties, the system of government is still up for debate. Like the Muslim Brotherhood, the Noor Party won a big chunk of Egypt's parliament, in part because of the services they provide, with schools and hospitals and mosques like this one. The Dawa Salafia is said to run around 2,000 mosques just in Alexandria and thousands more around the country. At evening prayers recently, young men from the nearby engineering university made their way to pray. Ahmed Hassan was one of them. He wants reforms in Egypt. There is no reform for the people or the country without Islam. And a party such as Anur is seeking to apply Sharia as much as possible, of course, depending on the conditions of the country. But here in Egypt's most conservative big city, it seems obvious that even those who voted for the Salafis might not agree entirely with their hardline interpretation of Islam. A few blocks away from the mosque, skateboarders do tricks on the grounds of the new library of Alexandria. Young men and women, some clearly devout Muslims, sit on park benches together and talk, something unimaginable in a place where Sharia law is applied to every aspect of life, like Saudi Arabia. Anis Badawi, a tour guide, is one of the perhaps 5% of women in Alexandria who does not wear a headscarf. She says she's worried the Salafis will drive the Western tourists away, tourists whose spending fuels 20% of Egypt's economy. She also fears overbearing Islamic rules. I'm against mixing religion with politics, she says. Religion is a personal relationship, a private relationship between the person and God. Egypt's 8 million Coptic Christians are also concerned about how a Salafi-led state might play out. They're worried they'll face even more discrimination than they already do under current laws, which are largely secular. The Salafists say Christians are protected as people of the book in Islam, but that wouldn't necessarily mean they'd have equal rights as Muslims. We'll explore more about how Egyptian Christians are doing in post-revolutionary Egypt in tomorrow's story. For The World, I'm Ben Gilbert.